Trauma. It's a word that you've probably heard thrown around quite a bit, but what is trauma, really? My name is Shanna White, but you can call me Shan. I'm a psychologist, and defining trauma is a pretty big part of my day-to-day life. But my job goes beyond providing a dictionary description of what trauma is, because that's just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. No, my job is to define trauma, to highlight its impacts, and most importantly, to help those who've lived through it to figure out how to thrive beyond it. I've spent years working with children, adolescents and adults trying to guide them through the process of recovering from complex trauma. Needless to say, I've seen and heard a lot and now you will too. But first, a trigger warning. This podcast deals with some pretty heavy topics including domestic violence, substance abuse, mental illness, crimes against children, self-harm, sexual abuse, multi-generational trauma, and suicide. If you don't think you're in the right headspace to deal with any of these topics right now, please cut yourself some slack, take a deep breath, and come back another day. I'll be here. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and elders on all the lands on which we work and meet. I appreciate the significant place Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders hold, and I identify them as the first Australians. I value and celebrate Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander history, culture and future and I'm committed to supporting reconciliation through speaking the truth, pursuing justice and creating opportunities to heal together. I pay my deep respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders past and present and acknowledge all Aboriginal children, young people, families and staff who I provide services to now and in the future. I embrace and commit to the spirit of work and self-determination, empowerment and reconciliation. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Trauma Tales. Today we have Jack joining us. Hi, Jack. How are you? I'm well, Shan. How are you, Doc? I'm good. I'm good. So tell me a little bit about a significant time in your life where you experienced trauma. So basically in sort of uh, February 10 of 2020, uh, I was basically in an accident. Um, uh, so basically I'm a, uh, a tree um, arborist by trade. Um, and basically this day was Monday morning. Um, we sort of went to work just like, just like any other. Um, and so what happened, the, the storm had come through the night before, uh, and sort of bought a lot of power lines, um, and sort of everything down, a lot of the utilities come down. So yeah, basically my job, my company's job was, uh, to sort of clear the power lines, uh, and sort of ultimately restore power. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so Basically, we sort of, we started off and I'd, so we had a basically big tree had come over the power lines um, and yeah, I sort of just obviously started trim, trim the tree back to, to obviously get the weight of the tree off the power lines. Um, whilst doing so, um, I probably completed the job about 90% of it um, mm-hmm. and I <clears throat> would have been probably about two metres off the ground in, in the cherry picker. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, basically the tree 
had sort of twisted out of the power lines um, unbeknownst to me uh, and it had come down um, and basically what had happened, it, it sort of hit me in my left-hand side and wedged me uh, in the bucket um, and I was, yeah, I was pretty much pinned there. I was knocked unconscious, uh, yeah, sort of instantly. Um, yeah, no recollection sort of, of sort of, yeah, of the accident at all um but yeah so that was basically what happened so i was sort of pinned in the bucket for, for quite a while until my uh, workmates could come and um sort of yeah assist and try and cut me out of the out of the cherry picker so how big was this tree so it was <clears throat> it was to be like 600 kilos on estimate uh, oh my god! It was uh yeah, quite a quite a large branch, um, being hardwood as well. It's not a branch; dense. that's a tree. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much the whole tree, but it was quite quite a substantial tree. Um, yeah, so it was yeah, just yeah, very lucky. How, how? Yeah. Okay. So you were unconscious. Yeah. So, I was, so it hit yeah. you, and you were. Yeah, yeah, so straight away. I was yeah, knocked unconscious. But you're up in the air. In a, yeah, in the cherry. Picker. So yeah, basically, yeah, I was in the cherry picker. Um, the so yeah, <clears throat> control. So basically, the cherry picker is uh, sort of two main controls. Um, so you have your hand controls, which are operated from up in the bucket um, by uh-huh. the operator, uh, and uh-huh. then and then we, which we have emergency controls, which are actually on the truck on the turret. Um, which, so the boys can actually, um, uh, sort of use those controls to, to lower me to the ground, which, which what they've done, um, to sort With of the tree on you. Yeah. Basically they couldn't, he couldn't actually, so they've tried to, um, sort of get me out of the, out of the compression from the tree, tried to pull me away, which, which was unsuccessful. Um, so what they've had to do was basically cut, cut the tree, uh, off me, so off my, off my side, um, which I think my, my boss at the time, he said it was about, about an inch away from my stomach, um, uh, with a chainsaw. How, with a chainsaw yeah. on you, on you. So they're cut. So like, sorry, just stop getting a picture. So like there's this huge tree. Not a branch, yep. tree <laughs> on you, yeah. and he's got a chainsaw to cut through the tree to you. Yeah, basically to because it, it was that it was sort of <clears throat> it was compressed sort of so much uh, on my body. Um, the boys sort of couldn't couldn't get me out of there. Um, so yeah, basically had to sort of cut bits and pieces away from it. So it eventually, um, yeah, sort of fall off me. Fuck. <laughs> and uh, and then what happened? So the cherry pickers on the ground now, and they've cut the tree off you. Yeah. So once, pretty much as soon as they um, sort of alleviate the pressure off me, um, one of the other boys was sort of relaying back to me that I basically I sort of um, I hit the hit the deck pretty much as soon as that the pressure come off. 
uh, was just like a sack of potatoes. I literally just sort of hit the bottom of the bucket. Just my lifeless body sort of just hit the bottom. And um, yeah, once once the branch was off me, the boys, you can sort of maneuver the bucket um, around. So you can uh, basically they sort of put it as close to ground as possible um, and sort of tilt tilt the bucket forward so they could, yeah, basically sort of just drag me out. Um, from, like yeah. pouring a cup of water. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as so they sort of got me out, um, they've sort of, they've, yeah, sort of um, started, well, I think a couple of the boys started CPR um, on me. So your heart stopped? Yes. Your heart had stopped? Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, I went into cardiac arrest. Um, yeah, on site. Um, and, yeah, it was sort of uh, very lucky that uh, basically the actions of the, the boys were sort of so swift and um, uh, precise, I suppose. Um, like, I think I may, may have been in the air for, it was maybe five minutes, if that, um, after the tree had struck me. Um, and it was sort of, yeah, just just for them sort of being, being on the ball and yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was sort of crazy, but yeah. So they got me down. Um, and yeah, it was pretty. So they, they were doing CPR on you to sort of bring you back. Yeah. And... So I was, obviously I was, yeah, unresponsive. Um, so they've, yeah, started the CPR, um, in, in sort of whilst, whilst they were doing that, it was, it's a little bit funny that so because of the storms had gone through, um, the RFS had been in the area the previous day. The what? The uh, Royal Fire Service. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So RFS, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah, so they they were they were um they'd been sort of around there um on that on that particular day. The he literally was just driving around to pick up some signs and cones. Um, and come like literally come across the accident, uh, and obviously yeah, sort of pulled up and assisted. And the funny thing was he actually he had a uh, defibrillator in his um, in in the Ute, which was yeah. How freaking random! Yeah, it was random. How many people have a defibrillator in their Ute? And this guy was didn't so he wasn't really supposed to be there. He was just you know no just. It was just, yeah, literally just picking up signs um, and cones from the day before um, from just, yeah, sort of keeping keeping the place safe. Um, uh, yeah, so it was just and so real. This episode of The Trauma Tales is brought to you by Dr. Olga Laval and Associates, award-winning providers of psychological services, including telehealth and phone consultations, empowering people to make meaningful changes to their lives. For more information, please go to www.olgalaval.com. And so they they obviously got out the defibrillator and used it on you. Yeah. So I think that, uh, from what I've been told, the, so where it actually happened, the closest defibrillator was probably, so there's one in the town that it actually happened in. Um, it's actually down near a doctor's surgery. Um, which from the accident site would have probably been 
maybe a, a five, I know, five or 10 K sort of return trip. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just, yeah, it was so lucky that uh, they, yeah, had, <laughs> had, had, he had one in the ute. It was just, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> okay. So what, from, from, your experience what did you like what was the next thing you knew so basically the next thing i knew would have been uh waking up in hospital um uh yeah so it would have been in still in the icu unit um yeah wake, waking up there was would, would have been probably the next Next thing I remember. Um, and what was that like? Oh, well, I remember the time I had, had quite a, see, because uh, of, of the drugs, obviously I was on um, in the hospital. I was, I was seeing and, and hearing stuff that actually wasn't there. Um, oh. So, yeah, I was. Like what? So there was a. Um, what I could hear was heavy metal music um, from nice. a, from a pub. <laughs> yes, from a pub which I thought was literally next door to my room. Um, and but yeah, that, the, the funny thing was it was only sort of one song that was played um, over and over and over again. Which I, oh. yeah, I thought it was a little bit odd. But was, was it a good song? Was, yeah, it was pretty good, but. Anything, anything played <laughs> played over and over. I suppose you get a bit sick of, but it's yeah, you're yeah. gonna get annoyed with. Yeah, was it like a like um like an actual song that you know, or no. was it just no? no? See, it wasn't. Yeah, it's a song I never never heard of. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was literally just uh, a heavy metal beat, sort of. Yeah, coming. Yeah, well, wow. coming, which I thought was coming through the speakers of the hospital. Um, <laughs> and actually, I asked, I asked one of the nurses actually there if they could, um, yeah, turn it up for me because I quite like the song. And he sort of, <laughs> sort of looked at me in a, in a funny way. He said, "Mate, there's no, there's no music going on." I'm like, "No bullshit. You can, you know, I can hear it. Like, it's, it's playing." And um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's my, hilarious. Stuff, yeah, it was wasn't wasn't real, but. <laughs> Yeah, so mm. you woke up in the hospital. What happened after that? Uh, so, so, yeah, basically once uh, once I sort of wrapped my head around what was um, what was sort did of... Did you know what had happened? Like, did you remember it? No, no. So basically I had no recollection from that day whatsoever. Um, so Even before? So even before... The, uh, the day before was actually my birthday um, and I'd gone out gone out for lunch um, that, that day uh, and I still, so I think all I can remember up to that day was, was the lunch and anything after that I had no recollection. I uh, also had a, like a birthday dinner that night and there was no... It was nothing. It was sort of I had a bit of memory from the morning to the lunchtime, and then mm-hmm. the, the next day, it was I had only one sort of memory of the 
the accident day. And that would have been, uh, there was one resident that sort of, he, he kept he coming for a bit of a sticky beak. So he, he drove around, um, he sort of kept driving around the tree whilst the tree had covered most of the road. Um, so he had to pretty much drive onto the grass verge and he'd done that probably, I don't know, maybe four times. And it sort of, it, it sort of yeah, it, it pissed me off a bit. I think, you know, we're, we're, here, we're here to do a job. And he's just coming down for a sticky bait, getting in our way. Um, but, yeah, the funny thing was it sort of, that, that was the only memory I had sort of for, for that day was. was and it was because you're, you're pissed off. Yeah, yeah. How funny is that, <laughs> yeah. that, that our memories are so connected to our emotions? Yeah. Yeah, it was, so yeah. woke up in the hospital, yeah. <laughs> could hear heavy metal that wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with that, to be honest. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> um, and and what did you, like, understand? If you didn't remember the accident, did you, like, wake up and you're like, I don't know why I'm here, I don't know what's happening? Yeah, so, yeah, basically, yeah, when I woke up, I was obviously, yeah, sort of, uh, you're very sort of disorientated. Uh, and just confused on why I was here. I think I think it wasn't until later. Um, my partner at the time um, sort of come up and said, you know, basically filled me in on what what had actually happened. Um, How was that? Yeah, it was a bit of a shock. Um, yeah, <laughs> sort of. Fuck. Yeah, it was just being told you you died. This yeah. is what happened to you. Yeah, basically, it was yeah, very very surreal moment. Um, it was, yeah, I'm sort of one that uh, it sort of take yeah a bit to process things. Um, like we're told something, I'll sort of I'll sit on it for a bit and sort of mull it over. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely done a lot of mulling over that day. Um, <laughs> count counting my sort of yeah. My lucky stars. Um, it was speaking yeah. of. If you if you don't mind, and you don't have to go into it if you want. What do you know? What your injuries were, or of course you do. Um, like, what did it do to your body? Like, yeah. What, so what were your injuries? So basically, um, on impact, I have sustained seventeen breaks uh, to my ribs. So I think I. On my left side, I'd broken, I think it was from, from rib one to 10. And then on my right side, I've also broken, I think it's one to five. And then a couple of them were broken in multiple spots. So, yeah, a couple of my ribs are flail, just floating around in the chest, just cruising around. And um, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah okay so, yeah I had that, that. I had, descriptive yeah <laughs> also had a uh, brachial plexus injury so basically there uh, the nerve in my shoulder had been pinched um mm-hmm. which I so when, once I woke up out of the hospital I, I noticed that I couldn't sort of move uh, my left hand from my shoulder down it was just sort of yeah non-responsive and yeah hence sort of the, the nerve. Oh, that would have been weird. It was. So yeah. you could feel it, but you just couldn't make it move. Yeah, basically, yeah. I just couldn't, oh. couldn't, yeah, move it at all. And, um, and yeah, it was, that was, was quite weird actually. <laughs> sort of looking back. Um, 
So other other injuries were uh, so because <clears throat> because of time I went without oxygen, um, I was sustaining what's called a uh, hypoxic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was estimate. I sort of went without oxygen for roughly in between sort of five and seven minutes, um, give or take. Shit. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that's probably one of the harder ones. Um, so you would have had um, like organ damage. Like I'm just, so obviously people are listening to this and they can't see you, but you're actually like you're a big dude, like you're pretty solid. Yeah, There's yeah. plenty of you. Like if it was me and a tree came down on my ribs, I'd be dead. Yeah. Um, so, well, you were, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about like your, uh, like your heart and your lungs and organs and yeah, so how are they? As well, Barb. So, yeah, obviously as well after the, the impact, um, both of my lungs. So my left lung was uh, punctured and compressed mm-hmm. um and my right lung was yeah basically compressed as well so like yeah basically just flattened um yeah like lung pancakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah wow. so i sustained yeah quite a quite a big blow um how long after the accident did did you wake up in the hospital so when i went in there i was basically put into uh, an induced coma um, just due to the to the swelling um, on, on the brain. Um, so, yeah, it would have been, I'd say, uh, I think I was, it was three days. I think it would have been put, put under for until I, yeah, until I um, was sort of bored out of the, out of the induced coma. Um, and yeah, it would have been three days actually. Okay. Mm. And and yeah, what what happened after that? Uh, so so basically after after we um, so I was medically fit fit enough to to sort of uh, to go back home. Um, we, yeah, so I started, once I got back home, um, my partner at the time, she sort of, uh, she was helping me with, a, with you know, obviously quite a lot, being, you know, um, I could basically, when I got home, I couldn't do a lot for myself. So even, mm-hmm. even just, yeah, just the basic things, um, tying my shoelaces and getting dressed, um, I couldn't do, I was sort of in that much pain. Um, I just, yeah, I had to, had to sort of, yeah, rely heavily on my partner at the time, um, to, yeah, sort of get me through day-to-day things. Um, mm. it was, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. And you, <clears throat> I can't help but notice you say my partner at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. yeah, basically... Uh, it all sort of come to a bit of a head whilst whilst um, she was sort of caring for me uh, in that sort of the, my rehabilitation space. She herself uh, basically she couldn't cope with 
I don't know whether you say the, the, the burden or having to look after me or it was sort of all too much. Um, and, yeah, she she basically um, had a bit of a bit of a breakdown herself um, and had to literally had to go to her mother's place um, and, yeah, basically to, to get herself right. Um, she sort of left me. And how, <laughs> and how, how long after the accident was that? Like, so that would have been that would so be, you were on your own, yeah. So basically, four months, I think it would have been, uh, out of the hospital. Um, she, yeah, it would literally be, yeah, it would have been four months. Um, she basically, yeah. She she left and um, I, it was it was at a time I remember thinking it was, it was sort of weird like I was I was sort of concerned about her um, <laughs> you know getting getting the help sort of to get her back on track um, thinking that it, it was sort of literally be only be like two weeks. Um, mm, but mm. yeah, so it ended up two weeks that, yeah, sort of went past and she sort of hadn't, hadn't, um, yeah, hadn't come back. Um, and then, yeah, she, uh, even after asking her sort of, you know, whether she was coming back, um, she sort of just gave me different stories and, um, it was, yeah, there was never a sort of. Uh, the stories just wouldn't align with sort of what, what was going on at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically I had to uh, like do the rehab myself. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, like, you must have been so um, focused on on your own rehab and just sort of getting through. And on that, do you mind if I ask, but when people go through rehab, just from my experience, because I obviously I work with people who are going through rehab, um, it, there's heaps of people involved. Like there's like a whole sort of network of, of people and I would imagine um, there would have been heaps or would still be heaps for you, right? Like you would have doctors and um, physios and like um, or th- um, what are they called? OTs and yes. like lots of different people. Yes, I, I, yeah, there was a smorgasbord of um, <laughs> yeah, smorgasbord is a great <laughs> word for it. <laughs> yeah, personnel. Um, yeah, so I was obviously, yeah, I was seeing like, yeah, my physio, um, had sort of my my GP, uh, see him like weekly. Um, I had specialists. So I had a neurological specialist, which I had to, I had that much testing sort of done after the accident. It was, um, yeah, I've sort of never seen so many um, medical personnel in my life. But I have sort of <laughs> after the accident, uh, there was. We're not that bad. No, no. We're, no. we're cool to hang out with sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're pretty good. Uh, but it was, yeah, so- it was. It was, it was a hard slog just to sort of do um, a lot of it on my own. Um, I, yeah, I sort of never thought in a million years that my partner would sort of leave me in the lurch. Um, 
in such a sort of a time of need. It was, even though looking back now, um, I was sort of, I was, yeah, sort of worried about her well-being. Um, even though I'd gone through what I'd gone through, I was sort of, I was, you know, I was, so I was supportive in a way to, um, yeah, for, for her to go and sort of get the help um, in, in, the, in the sort of in the meantime um, so she could sort of, you know, yeah, rebuild and come back, but it was sort of never the case. That must have hurt. Yeah, it did. Definitely did. Um, when you with somebody, you kind of, they're kind of your person. You, you expect that they're going to be there no matter what. Yeah. And then when the what happens and they're not, it would really suck. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely wasn't easy. And sort of, yeah, I, I racked my brain on, um, yeah, why and, and, yeah, just how how she could have sort of, I know she wasn't coping well at the time, but you know, <laughs> either was I. Like, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was pretty hard one to, um, yeah, to go through. This episode of the Trauma Tales is brought to you by Cognitive Behavioural Education, providing training and supervision for people working with people who experience trauma. If you work with people, you know how challenging it can be sometimes and how you can end up having the wrong end of someone's day or having to deal with their trauma. CBE's training and supervision services can upskill and support you and your team to manage, de-escalate and thrive in these situations. For more information, go to www.cbe.net.au. And what happened after that? So you were on your own then, you were going through rehab. Yeah. So basically, How are you yeah. now? Um, yeah. So basically what has happened, um, but after all that, uh, we, we sort of, we've gone, we've gone our separate ways. Um, I sort of thought, well, if she was going to do something like that, um, you know, to me with, a, with an accident where I've come back and, eventually I'll be sort of uh, fully able. I was thinking, you know, what, what happens if I have, you know, a, a car accident or, or, or something where I'm you know, literally debilitated and I, I can't, you know, I've, I've lost, lost the use of, you know, legs or arms or something and how can I sort of rely on someone? Um, yeah, like, like that if it's not going to, if she's just not going to be there. So yeah, we, we've um, uh, called it quits. Um, you know, obviously, which was hard. It was you know, fourteen years of my life. But yeah, it's sort of gone. But um, it's yeah, it's just one of those things, I suppose. It's <laughs> you just yeah, keep keep trudging on and um, and now. Yes, well, now I've actually, I've uh, met, met another person, um, my, yeah, gorgeous partner, um, who, yeah, who I, I can't sort of thank enough for, uh, yeah, coming, coming into my life, and she's just, just amazing, just sort of everything, everything that I wanted, um, yeah, in a partner, supportive, 
just yeah she's awesome and how are you feeling how's your recovery going so yeah recovery is going um so physically my recovery is going quite well um so my left left hand with the brachial plexus injury um so i'm probably sitting at about 70 percent 65 to 70 percent of what my capacity was pre-injury um but do you have to use those um like the 80s grip things uh, yeah. that they used to use like the, do you know the ones i'm talking yeah, about I do, I do. <laughs> you do no, see, i think, I think they've, gone, they've moved on a little bit from them now <laughs> they've, got, oh, okay. <laughs> they've got the uh the like the squishy balls um oh, yeah 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 so, <laughs> and the and the putty um yeah so that that does help me. I don't know why, but that was the first thing I thought yeah. of. They were the coolest thing in the eighties, right? <laughs> they were. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so you you doing better? Yeah, doing much better. Um, sort of, yeah. Post access, still still got a long way to go. Um, with mainly. I find more sort of with the hypoxic brain injury um, that was sustained. I do struggle a lot uh, around memory, uh, recall, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, sort of things things around there. But yeah, sort of take take each day as it comes, and um, mm-hmm. just try and sort of yeah keep keep positive and um, yeah to sort of look look. To the sort of yeah bright future. Yeah, wow. Mm. So before we were recording, um, you are also now a stepdad. I am. I am. How's that going? <laughs> so you didn't so, have you didn't have children before. No, and so now you have children. I've gone from so it's basically just myself and my uh, little French bulldog Fancy. So we've so we we we've, we've gone from pretty much just myself and him uh, at home um, to a very very quiet life to <laughs> to now I've actually I've moved in with my partner um, and with her and, and her, her two kids um, with with my dog of course um, and yeah it's 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 much. Louder. <laughs> yeah, you <can> say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much, much louder. <laughs> but no, they're, they're good kids. Um, I, I adore both of them. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky to sort of have them, have them both, um, or have them all really in, in my life. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, sort of. You would ask me so a year ago, you know, where where I would be. I yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't have said <laughs> in this space, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, yeah, it's it's just yeah, been pretty awesome so far, um, and yeah, <laughs> looking forward to the future. Wow, well, I yeah, you. I wanted to cry a couple of times. I think one, <laughs> maybe a tear or two popped out. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, 
I know that you, yeah, you don't know every detail and I'm sure we could find out if you wanted to, but I'm, I'm much more interested in hearing about your experience of, of what happened, but I'm so glad to hear how well you're doing and that life is, is come good yeah. after such a huge, you, you were killed by a tree. Exactly. Oh my God. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. It's against all odds. It's yeah. We're, yeah. Some sort of bounce back and, um, yeah, it's just sort of, sort of crazy how, you know, how we sort of take life for granted. Um, and it's... I bet you don't anymore. No, no, definitely not anymore. Just just how quick something can happen in sort of, you know, the, the split second, it's just, uh, it's just crazy how, how easy it can happen to you. And, you just, yeah, definitely cherish, you know, what we have more, I'd say. Good advice. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Thank you so much for coming on the Trauma Tales, Jack. It was so awesome to talk to you. You too, Shan. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today on the Trauma Tales. Now is a good time to go and do some self-care, especially if this tale resonated for you. If you'd like to reach out to the Trauma Tales to be a sponsor of the show or to come onto the show, please email the trauma tales all one word all lowercase at gmail.com this podcast is a production of shanna white psychology